Welcome Daniel to another episode of One Man's Thoughts, Opinions, Views and Reviews of all Manchester United games. Today's game is Chelsea versus Manchester United in the Premier League. From a United perspective, no real surprise in defence or in goal. Lindelof and Maguire always seem to be the preferred partnership at centre for defence with Shaw and Wambasaka with David De Gea in goal. United reverted back to Fred and McTominay, which they very often do in the uh, bigger games. Um, with the only other real option of Matic, wasn't a real surprise. Um, then he went with Bruno, obviously, in behind a front three of uh, Marcus Rashford. No surprise. Mason Green was slightly surprised to start cent- more centrally with Dan James on the right. Dan James has been playing well. Um, no Martial, no surprise in terms of he's not been in great form, but it, it was a bit of a surprise that I, he didn't go with Martial up front and Greenwood off the left. But just that was what he seems seeming to have done previously in bigger games, but not today. Um, the fact is, I think don't think Martial really deserves his starting place, um, and obviously Cavani's not fit. Um, it became quite apparent that not only is it Dan James' form that got him in the tide, it's also the fact that United were intent on pressing quite high and quite quite quickly in the game. And again, that, that's against uh, Stein Marshall, um, not really the one to really high press so much. Um, Chelsea didn't start the game too badly. But you know it did grow into the game. Like I say, they pressed quite high, um, played quite high defensive line. But that all comes from the high press to start with. You can't play play high defensive line with a high, without a high press without a high tempo press. Dan James Fernandez, both really the key trigger points to that, I would say, and both do it do it particularly well. Um, not many big opportunities first half. Um, not surprising. Chelsea are a good side and, and United not being going through the greatest of form and and it was a bit of a a tactical cagey game first half. Both sides tried to press high, made it very difficult for the other sides um to really get a foothold and get any dominance in the game. Uh, the big talking point of the first half was the penalty decision. Um very strange decision. Um, I think looking at it first of all, it did look like Greenwood had handled it at normal speed. Um, I think all the Chelsea players believed that he'd handled it because every single Chelsea player, including N'Golo Kante, who was closest, appealed for handball, which was quite ironic because the first hand that touched the ball was Hudson Adoy's hand. Um, and play went on for quite a long time. I understand that in terms of the ball hadn't gone out. And clearly VAR thought it was a penalty. They asked the referee to look at it. Um, he decided it wasn't a penalty. Um, I think it's a really difficult one. Uh, I think actually the rule's wrong. I, in my opinion, I think the rule's wrong. I think handballs are too often and too readily given. But as the rule stands, to me, that is handball. His hand's not in a natural position. He's making himself 
not necessarily bigger, but he's got his hand out in front of him. Um, and when I compare it to what's gone previously in the season, it's much more of a handball than Lindelof on the first couple of games of the season when a ball was flicked at him because he had his hand above his shoulder. That was handball. And I know the interpretation has allegedly changed during the season. And that also doesn't feel right. It seems like a poor rule with poor interpretation at the start of the season has been changed to still not be right and still not be correct and still not get the right decisions. Um, and it's disadvantaging some sides, not others. And and it almost feels like VAR has got to the stage where people are, are going to start saying, I'd leaving itself out over time, leaving itself out over a season like they used to do with poor refereeing decisions. If it was a close poor refereeing decision, are those sorts of decisions even themselves out? Well, it feels like people are start, going to start saying that about VAR. Oh, you had a poor one this week, you'll get one next week. And that is completely against what VAR should be in for. I thought VAR was in to create less controversy and get more decisions right. Hand on heart, I don't believe that has happened in the slightest. All I believe VAR has done is slowed the game up. Another couple of minutes hanging around looking at a VAR decision. But also just play on for another minute before the VAR decision. It's it's a little bit shambolic and it's not helping players, it's not helping the fans, people don't want to. Um, and I would say we're probably stuck with it because I cannot see them going back without it now that VAR is in. I'm sure they'll refine it and, and make it better. I can't believe that they won't. But it's not working as it should and it's not working in the right manner and it's just not not good enough for a sport that's got millions and millions of pounds around and sloshing about in it. And we still don't seem to have got the right decision. If that had been missed in a game with no VAR, you say it's a difficult one, it's hard to see. It did look like Greenwood at normal speed it was the first one to handle it. So you sort of let the referee have that benefit of the doubt but when you stop it and look at it in freeze frame and slow motion and you can see the Chelsea player's got his hand at about shoulder height out in front of him running towards the ball and it hits his hand first why why is that not a penalty when other decisions when people are kicking balls at people from not much distance but because their hands were raised it's handball it it's a bizarre one um also touch on the comments luke shaw said that around allegedly the referee has uh, indicated that he didn't give it because it would be controversial it was controversial that he didn't give it whether he gave it or didn't it's controversial now um whether that was actually said i i don't know it looks like it probably will get luke shaw in trouble which again feels like the wrong wrong thing fa punishing um aside and players for mistakes by the referees it feels like players and managers can't come out and say what they want but referees are allowed to stay in the dressing room and not say anything it doesn't seem right what is the point in getting players out to be interviewed and managers out to interview if we don't really want to hear what they say what they think what we really want them is just to say the same old spiel 
and that's why interviews after the game are, are largely pointless because in lots of ways they can't criticise the referees they're not allowed to say certain things so what is the point they've got to come out and, and fans wonder why managers have often come out and said oh we did well or we need to take the positives off because really they're not allowed to say a lot of what they really want to say um, I understand you can't be accusing referees of bias and those sorts of things I don't think there was necessarily any bias per se in, in that decision it was the wrong decision but players and managers should be allowed to come out and say that was a horrific decision we don't agree with that uh, same with the Brighton game the, the day before with a quick free kick we haven't had the referee come out and discuss what he was thinking what was happening with the VAR We've sort of had half explanations through social media. It's just not good enough. Where the players are not allowed to come out and say what they think really because they'll be in trouble and get bans where that mistake has cost Brighton points. Um, it's just not right. And like I say, I think VAR will be here to stay. I think this is uh, going to be the way it is. But that was a big, big moment in the in the game that could have could have turned things for United. As it happened, it went into the half-time nil-nil. Um, and the second half, Chelsea got more of the ball. I thought United's press wasn't as good second half, which was a bit disappointing. They played more on the counter-attack and, and less trying to trying to have a control of the game. Uh, reverted back to their old ways. Almost looked like they lacked a little bit of belief to, to win the game. Um, um, and I would say that's a bit disappointing. I know a lot will be made about United not scoring a lot many goals against the big teams, but they've also not conceded that many, which has does have its positives. Uh, I do think they need to win more of those sorts of games, especially the ones at home. But Chelsea, also, you have to consider that they changed managers six or seven weeks ago. They're a team that's bounced back, a team with some very good players, a team that finished level point on points with United last season and strengthened the squad significantly, £200-£300 million in the summer. Um, so, not achieved particularly well this season, but under Tuchel, have had the resurgence and have got a lot of dangerous players. So, although not good enough from United... Not an absolute disaster, really. United need to be looking at the drop points at Everton, in Sheffield United, those sorts of games. More than today's, uh, people will say, oh, it was a dour game, it wasn't particularly great. In some ways, first half, I thought there was some positives from United. I, I liked the, the high press. I thought they then went back into the shelf, sort of at least second half of the second half which was a bit more disappointing, although they did have a couple of counter-attacks where they could have could have made a difference, but there wasn't much between the teams. And like I say, Chelsea on a bit of a resurgence. Uh, it's, it's not the worst result, but it's not the best result. United have now got a must-win game, really, against Crystal Palace midweek, um, and a hugely tough trip to, uh, to City, to the Etihad, on Sunday next week. Um, it's that is a game that City won. Was it twenty games in a row now? It's it's starting to look a bit formidable. 
Um, and you do worry about anybody going to uh, Etihad and playing City at the moment. So that makes, like I say, the, the game against Palace in midweek even more vital for United. So United aren't in the greatest runs, and they do need to start winning more football matches, and that's that's really key. So thank you for listening to One Man's Thoughts, Opinions, Views and Reviews of Manchester United Games. I'll catch you down here next time.